What is going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast, and this is the 12th episode of the season. Today, we'll be doing buy or sell and some of the biggest storylines and hype through training camp so far. But I have, a very, I have a very special guest today. He has one of the most popular fantasy pages on Instagram with over 13,000 followers while dishing out some of the hottest lyrics in the game. He is the fantasy football rapper. Alberto, what's going on, man? What up? What up? I like the intro, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I know we're on a little bit of a time constraint, so let's jump right to the first storyline. So the, the biggest one, I mean, maybe this is biased because I'm a Patriots fan, but reports have been coming out that Damian Harris has been the best running back at Patriots training camp so far. Are you buying that or are you selling that? Oh, no, I'm buying that all the way. I've been high on Damian since last year. Um, you know, slow coming, like a lot of Patriot running backs have been in the past. Shane Vereen, even James White have redshirted their first year. But I like D- Damian Harris. He has the prototypical, prototypical physique uh, to be a three-down back. He's gotten a lot better from what I'm hearing in the passing game. And, uh, yeah, I think he could be the best back. Sonny Michelle hasn't proven to stay healthy. James White is cool as a, as a you know, pass catcher, third down back. But that, that still leaves room for a primary ball carrier, which I think Damian Harris is going to take that lead. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, like, the other thing is, like, the only other healthy back right now is Rex Burkhead. Burkhead and he's never handled the load anywhere, really been a big contributor. And, I mean, coming out of Alabama, there were, like you said, there's a lot of good things coming out. He's the perfect size for it. And they said he stood out in every facet. It's not like, oh, this guy's just a great runner. They said every part of his game has been great this year. So I'm, I'm also buying that stock. And I think it could be, could be pretty spicy this year if, he, if you think he'll take the lead back role. Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely could, though. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, second storyline. This is one of my favorite ones that – are you buying or selling Chris Herndon being the X factor of the Jets offense this year? I'm definitely buying that as well. I think the only person that could stop Chris is Chris. Uh, last year, he had, you know, some injuries. I also think there might have been a little bit of a maturity issue going on there. So uh, if he gets that squared away, my only concern with him are the intangibles. He's got the talent. Adam Gase has u- utilized, you know, tight ends in the past. And let's look at the Jets receivers. You know, Perriman's more of a deep threat. Denzel Mims is a rookie and is currently hurt. Crowder's another one that's usually hurt and plays the slot. So there's definitely a role. And we saw also last year the connection that Sam Darnold had with Griffin. Griffin was uh, was a good tight end for various weeks. I remember because I'm a big DFS player. He came in through uh, for, for a couple weeks there. So I think Herndon, if, if Ryan Griffin could do that, Herndon could do a lot more. It's just a matter of him, you know, Staying, staying on the field. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I'm, I, I'm also buying Herndon, being the X factor of the Jets offense this year. Um, let me give you some numbers. So, like, last year, he was derailed. He had a suspension that he was suspended four games, and then he limited to him to one game and 18 snaps before he tore his hamstring. And he's just one year removed from posting 50 yards and or a touchdown in seven out of his 10 outings from week 6 to 16 as a rookie. And during that stretch, he was a top seven fantasy tight end, and he was on pace for over 50 catches and 700 yards to go along with six touchdowns. And I think, like you said, he has little competition for targets. There's a lot of quotes that are coming out, like besides the X-Factor thing, Connor Hughes, the athletics, said the Jets can't wait to unleash Chris Herndon. And they've also said that they think Chris Herndon might just be Sam Darnold's favorite target. 
so far in training camp. So I'm I'm all in on Chris Herndon this year, especially where he's going in drafts. Dope, dope, dope. For sure. All right, number three. Are you buying or selling the Brian Edwards hype so far? Um, to a certain extent, uh, I definitely buy the talent. Uh, the opportunity could be there as well, you know, throwing offense. I don't know if Derek Carr is going to hinder him some. Uh, we'll have to see. But I, I do buy based on, you know, where he's going. I mean, he's pretty much undrafted. So there's really – I don't think he's overhyped by any means. It's not like people are all of a sudden putting him even in the top ten rounds. So – um, I, I'm buying it. Yeah, no, I, I totally am buying it as well. I mean, I think one of the important things to note that's pretty surprising so far is the fact that they said that he's actually getting first team reps over Henry Ruggs so far in camp in two wide receiver sets, which I think is pretty big, especially for a guy that's a third round guy. Um, like he had a, a hundredth percentile breakout age at 17.8 at South Carolina. Um, this is according to the football fix uh, post on Instagram. And he said a lot of good things about him, that he's super athletic. He's six, three can run all the routes. He dominated in college when he was healthy and he's already earning the trust of Derek Carr. Derek Carr said that he's always been a guy. I love to throw in the ball up and giving guys chances. That's kind of how Brian is. He's the guy that wherever I put the ball, I have confidence that he can separate make an extended catch, and he's an exciting guy. And I think that hype, along with uh, Derek Carr comparing him to Devontae Adams, I think is is pretty big. So I'm also all in buying that hype for this year. So awesome. for the next one, yeah, for the next one, are you buying or selling Raheem Mostert being the starting running back for the whole year in San Francisco? Well, yeah, um, like – I'm buying it in the sense as long as he's healthy, I think he'll be the starter. He's He was clearly the best back last year, the most explosive. They say he even gained some weight. Uh, he's, he's fast. He is capable as a pass catcher. I'm not sure why they didn't use him more like that. Um, the only thing I think that could derail him being the starter is, um, is an injury. I don't think Tevin Coleman or definitely not Jarek McKinnon will take that spot uh, pending – an injury yeah no i i actually have to disagree with you here i'm selling that because i think just last year i mean yeah once Mostert took over they really kind of gave him most of the work but i think one of the things that i don't think he'll be the starter for the whole year even if he doesn't get injured is just the fact that i mean, yeah, I mean if he plays really well i mean they're not going to take it away from him but i think one of the things to point out is that he had 220 yards and four touchdowns in the nfc championship game and then next week, in the, two weeks later in the Super Bowl, he didn't even start. Tevin Coleman started that game. And you could say, oh, well, that's just a great game plan. But throughout the season, it seemed like Kyle Shanahan was just giving it to whoever the hot hand is. They've also been good reports about Jarek McKinnon coming out of camp. And Jermichael Hasty, who's an undrafted rookie, they also said has stood out so far during camp. I'm not saying that any of these guys are going to take the job from Mostert. But maybe if he has a bad game or two or something like that, I would not be shocked at all if, if Shanahan gives it to someone else with the hot hand. Fair enough. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So the next storyline is Bryce Love will be in every down back at some point this season. Are you buying or selling that? I'm selling that. Um, I think 
you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about whether Bryce Love was even going to make the team. Uh, yeah, I heard all the rumors. He looks good in camp, yada, yada, yada. But he's, you know, he, Adrian Peterson is still the starter until somebody says otherwise. And then Antonio Gibson, to me, I think is going to be the best talent there. He's a third-round pick. They picked him at the top of the third round. They're select, they're, they haven't working. They've been working him with the receivers and the running back, so he's going to be the pass catcher. Adrian Peterson's going to be the early down guy. And if AP gets hurt, maybe Bryce Love will get some more of those early down carries. But I don't see him being a full down three down back because I just don't think he could he could hold up. Uh, being that he's a he's a fairly small guy, he didn't hold up in college. I definitely don't think he'll hold up in the NFL. Yeah, no, I. I'm I'm buying the fact that I think he could be a, a every down back, obviously, but I just don't think he will. I mean, I, I mean, Adrian Peterson is great. Obviously, he's older and he's not gonna put up two thousand yards this year. I mean, you never know because it's Adrian Peterson. But I think as long as Adrian Peterson's healthy, along with what you said, like Antonio Gibson's not going away. They drafted him in the third round for a reason. I just don't think that they're ever gonna give Bryce Love that workhorse role. And they said that it seems real that he could be the number two back. It's not saying anything about him starting. And Rivera said that this guy could be an every down back for you. He's explosive. He's dynamic. He was great in college. And they also said that he's set back free in training camp so far. But I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, they have other backs here. And I think it's just going to be too hard for them to give him a full workload or really free to him to even get that opportunity when you have some other guys in there that can do different things and maybe produce for them. So, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I have two, two more big ones for you. That'll be pretty interesting. So okay. are you buying or selling AJ green will be a top 25 fantasy receiver this year. I'm selling that man. I'm not counting this guy. Like, yeah, he stays healthy, but you know what? They have a lot of weapons. Um, Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate has looked amazing. He's somebody that I've been touting the last, you know, four or five days now. I love what I saw out of him last year. I scooped him up in Dynasty. He had that freak injury. Uh, they they drafted T. Higgins, and I dropped him in Dynasty. Speaking of uh, having receivers, they also drafted T. Higgins at the top of the second. So, I mean, A.J. Green, if he stays healthy all 16 games, then he could certainly be a top 25 receiver. But I'm not counting it. I mean, he this guy had all last year to get healthy, and he still opens up camp with a hamstring injury. He's shown no I, – I have no faith in this guy staying healthy for 16 games, so I'll have to sell that. Yeah, no, I think I'm also going to have to sell that because, I mean, I think that going into all this, there's some people that said, okay, maybe he'll be able to survive without the injuries. But the fact that two weeks into camp and he's already getting hurt, the hamstring, and not it's not like – oh, okay, maybe one day they held him out precautionary. Like, he's he's been out for almost a week. And, I'm like, that's not a long time in training camp, and they're obviously just trying to be safe with him. But if the guy can't even go two weeks without staying healthy, how is he ever going to do it in live games against full competition? I and mean, I think the exactly. talent is obviously there. And if at his draft price around the sixth or seventh round, if you want to take a flyer on him, go ahead. But I'm selling him. I just don't think he can be healthy. But, I mean – there's also an argument for, okay, let's draft him. Maybe he has a good first couple games, then trade him off before he gets hurt. But like you said, I'm, I'm going to sell him. I just don't think he can do it anymore because it's been about two years since he's – or more since he's played a full 16 games. So I have no confidence in him. Yep. So, 
All right, the last one. This is probably the, the spiciest one we have because this is a guy that I love this year, and I think that this right here, I mean, buying or selling this is really going to – is he going to become a top five back this year if this happens, or is he going to be just off of that if we don't? And that's Are you buying or selling Josh Jacobs to catch 50 passes this year? Um, That's tough. I'm going to have to sell that. I think he'll he'll come close. I think he'll get, you know, 40, between 40 and 50. So I think it'll be really close. But, you know, I do have some injury concerns with him as well. Let's, let's talk about Josh Jacobs a little bit. And we talked about his former teammate earlier, Damian Harris. Damian Harris was a starter at Alabama. He played more snaps. So Josh Jacobs still hasn't shown, not even in college, that he can be a full workload back, a full workhorse. So you add that, and the Raiders obviously didn't believe that because, yeah, he he got a lot of carries. He did get a lot of carries, but a lot of people don't know this. Josh Jacobs barely had 50% of the snaps last year. So he had barely 50% of the snaps, right? And then now what did the Raiders do? They bring in Lynn Bowden. They re-signed Richard. They just bring in Theo Reddick. So if you add that with the fact that he had shoulder complications last year and they've been holding him out for quote-unquote precautionary, I don't like when players are held out. I don't care if it's precautionary or not. If, if they're holding him out for precautionary reasons, that means there's obviously a concern because if there wasn't, they'd just have him go out there. So, and, and if you add that with the type of style of play that he has, he's a bruising back. So you got a shoulder with a bruising back, who's never had the full workload, who had 50% of the snaps last year and they got three pass catching backs, I find 50 to be his ceiling. And not saying that he can't get it, but I would have to, as of right now, say no. Yeah, I, th- I think that you make a good point there. I think, let me let me ask you this. This might not change it that much because it's, it's very similar, but I mean, Theo Riddick was obviously a PPR machine the last few years before he got hurt last year and missed the entire season. If Theo Riddick didn't get signed, and I asked you this about a week ago, when they were saying, the reports saying, okay, this guy's going to be on the field for more third down. He's saying, I want to catch 60 passes this year. Would your answer have changed without Theo Riddick based on all that? No, 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 but because he, here's why. Theo Riddick is a, is a nobody. I don't care about Theo Riddick. But what that does, it's not about Theo Riddick. It's about them showing that they have no intention of making him a, a three-down back. You know what I'm saying? It's not the, – theoretics, I doubt, even sees the field. But they drafted a guy who – they could have put him at any position, Lim Bowden, and they drafted him pretty, pretty high, third round. That's not low. So you could put this guy at quarterback. You could put him at receiver. But you have him listed as running back, and you want to use him. So even though he hasn't been showing out in camp from the latest reports, but I can't go by that. Um, so, yeah, it's just what they've shown me. They don't see – like, Josh Jacobs can say whatever he wants, but Josh Jacobs is not the coach. You know, I like that he's ambitious and he wants to catch 60, 60 balls, but you got rugs. You got everybody saying Brian Edwards, which I think could be a real thing, you know, and then you got Waller. Like, where are these 60 balls coming from? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, especially with all those weapons they added this year, and it's not like it's just Jacobs. I'm with them adding Ruggs, Edwards, 
Riddick. They re-signed Richard. And I, I have to actually give you credit. And to anyone that's listening, this is why I bring smart people like the rapper on. Because I was actually going to buy this until you, until you actually made some good points. So I'll, I'll give you a lot of credit there. Um, I just didn't think about it like that. Like with the, the workload and him last year finally getting that full workload and he's still getting hurt. I mean, I'm going to give the guy a lot of credit because he played through a fractured shoulder for a number of weeks before it Absolutely. finally kind of took him out. But I mean, that shows that he's fragile. Even if he can play through injuries, doesn't mean he's not fragile. Big Ben can take a lot of big hits, but doesn't mean he, he's not fragile at the end of the day. He's had some injuries, you know? And I think that I'm, I'm actually going to have to sell Josh Jacobs catching all those passes. I mean, do I still think that Josh Jacobs has a good shot at being a top 10 back this year? Absolutely. But I think he's going to have to catch around 45 or 50 passes if he wants to vault into the top five. And I really hope he stays healthy. I mean, I'm never going to root against someone like that. Mm-hmm. And I hope he, he plays well, especially for where he's being drafted right now. But I think, like you said, I'm also going to have to sell him catching 45 passes this year. Just really honestly based off of what you said. So. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, I hope I, I hope uh, um, <laughs> that I'm right, I guess, because I don't have any Jacob shares. But uh, you never know. You never know. He, You see, the thing with Jacobs is, is not his talent. If I knew for sure he was going to be a three-down back, I would say he, he can catch 45, 50, even 60 balls easily. But I, I just don't see him getting that type of, uh, you know, volume in the passing game i think he's going to get a ton of carries though yeah no i I totally agree and and hopefully he'll be able to hold up with with those carries but i mean like i think the other thing is i mean yeah their defense will be improved this year but it's not like it's just going to magically they're going to end up with like a steelers ravens or patriots defense Mm, where they're just going to be able to run the ball down people's throats i mean they their defense is a little swiss cheesy and if they're down in games jacobs might not be on the field as much as we'd like him to yep I agree. With that being said, those are all our storylines for today. Um, I just want to give a big thank you to the fantasy football rapper. Um, if you haven't seen what he does, I mean, you have to look at his content at the fantasy. Is it at fantasy football rapper? Yeah, at fantasy football rapper on IG at I M F F rapper on Twitter. Perfect, man. Is there anything you're working on or anything like that that you want people to know? Yeah, I got my draft kit for you guys that are drafting this weekend. I have also a video course. It's an all-inclusive package where you get my video course, you get in-season premium content, my draft kit with sleepers, bus rankings, tiered rankings at that, and then you get the uh, the famous private Facebook group. That's where I do actual roster breakdowns, trade evaluations, things like that, and it's all season long, so nobody goes more in-depth your team and it really gives you a behind the scenes look on what i do that's 50 dollars for all of that for the whole year if you just want the draft kit you're good on the the rest of the year i guess you could say then just um it would just be 20 bucks which is really below the industry standard which is usually 30 so and i bet you you get more with this i promise you guys than anywhere else yeah i i love that and another thing that for people that are listening that don't know um, if you could just give a give us a little tidbit about it. You're also a best-selling author. How about that? Yeah, I did get a Amazon bestseller for my book, Talent Over Everything, which I decided to create my course based on that bestseller. And then I've also won over six figures in DFS. I was in the DraftKings uh, World Championship in Miami this past year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do this. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um 
big money leagues. I'm in a couple of uh, all the expert leagues in, in IG. I'm about to join a couple other ones with some big pages, some celebrities. So I really do this. This is what I, you know, I do this full time. So I really love what I do. And I love uh, also helping people. I've helped hundreds and hundreds of people win their league as well. Yeah, I have one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. So you said that like you're in all these big money leagues and you've won a lot of um, you've won a lot of money, obviously doing this. So if you're in a redraft league this year, who are the guys your favorite guys to target? Because you've won some big money, so you probably have some uh, you probably have some spicy ideas. Who are the guys that you're targeting most? Based off of like ADP, yep. and like who's the, yeah okay. So every league I have Jonathan Taylor, DJ Shark. Darius Slayton, Antonio Gibson. I have literally those four players in every single league. I absolutely love their talent, love where they're going, love with their love their systems. I'm also crazy about because I'm the running backs guy. I preach running backs. I say if you don't got six running backs, you don't got none. So two other backs that I absolutely love is J.K. Dobbins and Zach Moss. I think those two are potential league winners. Cam Akers as well. So, and the funny thing is about all those backs, they're going for third round or later so they're just tremendous value because i think all those guys can end up being rb1s and then darius slayton i think you know with jason garrett there as an offensive coordinator better offensive line jason garrett is known for vertical offenses danny jones being a pinpoint passer i mean you could get darius slayton as your wide receiver four all day in the eighth or ninth round which to me is an absolute steal i would take him over a guy like AJ Green. I also love Jalen Rager. There's already reports they're moving him all over the field. He's such a tremendous talent. There's such a great opportunity. Jeffrey's out. Sean Jackson will be out any day now. So uh, those are my guys for this year. No, I love it. I appreciate you uh, giving some tips. I'll definitely use those. Actually, all those guys I actually own some shares of. Um, The only guy I haven't gotten a lot of shares of that worried me is J.K. Dobbins, but I mean, you've been seeing, I'm sure, the reports that he's getting in camp, and now I'm I'm starting to regret not getting him in as many leagues. So Yeah, I got him in two. So I don't do a lot of leagues. A lot of people think I do all these leagues. I really don't because I feel like if you do too many leagues, you spread yourself thin. Like how can you give your all in a, if you're doing 20 leagues? You just can't because as soon as you hear news about a waiver, then you got to pick between 20 teams to go get that waiver because you're not going to be able to get it all 20 because people are seeing the same news so i don't like doing a lot of leagues because of that but i have uh let's see my dynasty the experts the i've got three and then i'm doing two more but uh jk dobbins i got him at two out of the three so he's my you know i wish i had him in my dynasty team but i had john i got jonathan taylor so i can't be too mad that's that's spicy well I appreciate you coming on. Um, you were fantastic, and I'm sure everyone listening is, is going to love you. All right. I appreciate you having me on. Sorry about the delay, bro. It's crazy this time of year, but I'm glad we were able to connect. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, anyone that's still listening, thank you so much for listening. You have to follow this guy on Instagram. He's one of the best to do it. I've been following his content ever since I found him. And also, not to mention, besides the great fantasy content, he also has some really good rap stuff. I watch all of his rap videos. They're informational, but they're also pretty fire, I have to say. So follow him at Fantasy Football Rapper on Instagram. And what is it on Twitter again? I am FF Rapper, like fantasy football. I am FF Rapper. Gotcha. All right, we'll follow that up. And follow me at Fresh.Fantasy on Instagram. Thank you all for listening. Please leave us a review. You already know what to do. 
and have, I hope you all have a great rest of your day.